The following content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Hello, everyone. My name is Marina Sprocky, and I'm the host of Always Another Way podcast. I have a master's in professional counseling, and I'm the Ippy award-winning author of Stop Looking for a Husband, Find the Love of Your Life, A Nasty Divorce, A Kid's Eye View. I've written posi positive divorce advice for the HuffPost, and I'm trained in clinical hypnosis. And this podcast speaks to out-of-the-box thinkers, and it's for those who hear the call of hope and always another way. And if you're very rigid and set in your beliefs, this is probably not your cup of tea. However, you should note, tastes can and do change. And welcome everybody. I wanted to say, welcome to New York. It's Saturday night, even though it's like Thursday afternoon. Uh, but I've always wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. Maybe, hmm? sometime, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, um, I am, this is the COVID area time of the world when people listen to this like years later they'll be like remember that time we were wearing all these masks and uh at home and stuff like that so i'm going to just straight bring in my guest he is this is uh episode 101 of the always another way podcast so sean beerstorfer right Wow, perfect. Yeah, I think I heard you say that the other day and I copied it. <laughs> Has been practicing yoga and meditation since 2015 and music percussion for over 20 years. Every, uh, and this is his quote, each moment I get to clash my passions and meditate in music, whether listening or playing and keeping focus and attention on one point, time or groove, I find new ways to open my mind as well as ways of reaching others to bypass their own barriers. Sean teaches all over Dallas, well, in normal times, he's on the virtual now. Um, so like Breathe, Uptown, Dallas Yoga Center, V12, formerly The Refuge. R.I.P. It will be coming back, my favorite meditation place. Mm -hmm. But it'll be something else soon. And, um, and he does School of Rock and private lessons for kids. He primarily practices Ashtanga. Sean travels to New York City, which is his hometown, to practice and learn from and with many different teachers to help hone his craft. And today we are going to talk about his journey, tips and different things to stay safe, sane, and have some fun mm -hmm. during COVID. Welcome, Sean. Hey, thank you so much, Marina, for I'm having me. I'm so happy to have this you. This is super cool. I know. I feel like we are on Saturday Night Live. We're like the newscasters right now. I know. And I'm like, so. <laughs> what kind of voice can I do today? I know. We'll have the boxes come up and we'll just start shooting on them. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you so much for having me and beautiful intro and 
Yeah, it's crazy times. Uh, we were talking right before we went live, and I feel like I was picking up some momentum and steam in, in the teaching world and classes and stuff like that. And when I say that, then I'm like, well, what does that even mean? Like, were you on the fast track to being like the top teacher? Like, that doesn't really make any sense type of thing. Or just you're grooving more with people. I think that's really what I, what I mean by it. Yeah, it's not that like, oh, people, everyone's coming to my class and I have mm -hmm. the best class. It's never like that. It's The non-rapey Bikram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I think just the connection and more and more people are getting into it. They're getting into wellness. They're getting into themselves. And that's... Um, something that I love to help people is to not is to get into and I've worked at Neiman Marcus before so helping people fit into clothes is not really my forte as much as it is helping people fit into themselves rather um, so yeah it's just been it's been a little different teaching virtually uh, but still staying connected and I still get to see a lot of people you know, I still am missing a lot of people as well. So. I know. I was so jazzed to see your face live, Same. see Ziggy's face live. I'm like, oh, people. people I don't even know Ziggy. It's great to see his face live. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, air Hold hugs, air hugs. So, um, well, tell us like just a little bit about kind of like uh, a little bit about your journey up to here and then we'll talk about something else and we'll move into the COVID stuff. Yeah, we won't go too far back. Um, as you stated, 2015 is when I started to get into my journey. I still had a lot of uh, stuff backpacked on, mm -hmm. you know, of grief and stuff like that. And I never really had any like crazy traumas or tragedies, but um, Maybe I have, and I just didn't. Everybody look at it gets a little way. something out of life. You're you know, right. Yeah, a little something, something, yeah. bumps and bruises. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like you know, a, a, a close one's death or just something like again, just something super tragic that's like oh, I need to change. That never really happened. I think it was like a like a years and years of like different maybe traumatic accidents because mm -hmm. I did have some gnarly car accidents actually. Well, and trauma could be too. Like you could be bullied when you were young. That's yeah. a trauma. You can grow up. You know, parents are alcoholics. Like trauma is a whole bunch of things. Yeah. I think we all have our things. Sometimes too people short. think trauma things has to be like major. They're like nothing major happened to me, but um, right. but your brain doesn't know. Like major could be like you were bullied in the sixth grade, and that could change your brain just as bad as somebody that is watched somebody be murdered. Yeah. Even though those are like categorically very different things, there's still trauma to the brain. And that's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for pointing that out. Because I think you're right. I think there's so don't still... discount the stuff. I mean, I'm not trying to like make you dig deep no. and be like I got all this crap, but you yeah. know. No, my, I mean, mine was more so just self stuff. Like, um, this is one thing that I've totally noticed just through meditation in my own practice is that uh, I was so sheltered as a kid. I didn't drink my first beer until 18 or graduation. So, well, that's I, good. It is Ooh. really good, but. I, I don't know. I'm not a parent, so I can't. That's good. Trust I can't. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like stress because obviously, if, probably if I was a parent, I would act the same way and be like, "No, you can't do that." Like, I want to protect you and stuff like that. But I think you know, just like anything, where people get neglected, there's underprotection. There's also that overprotection. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. so I think due to this overprotection of, you know, I maybe went to one or two parties in in high school, and I don't know. Maybe that was because I wasn't allowed, or maybe that's. Uh -huh. I just felt very just very closed in type yeah. of thing. Um, and so I think when 18 and 19 and 20s came, then I started to see freedom without really knowing what freedom was, you know, because I was you just... you went for it. I just, well, man, I was like 
all the eagles flying to freedom, but um, in in not a great way, you know, because then there was all this stuff that had discovered weed and all the all uh -huh. the drugs and stuff. And again, it was never super crazy. It was never a super bad addict, but just enough times to add up to where it's like, okay, you know, I've written letters to myself, messed up before, and things like that, and. Um, you know, so that stuff counts, especially when you're in the moment and you're having such a great time. But then there comes a time where you have to lay down or you have to be with yourself by yourself. And that's when it really gets hard to, you know, accept if you're not treating yourself internally right or your body or your mind right, then it's going to ask you questions and it's your choice to become aware and don't care yeah. or uh, to to really start to make a change in the awareness. Right. So well, let's well, let's keep diving that way. So has there ever been like a time in your life where you're just like, all right, everything sucks. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a short time before I found yoga. And um, I just remember like kind of making that, that decision of all right, I can't, I don't like bartending and, and band stuff was over and band stuff was my life for a long time. And, you know, it was, it was like being, it was, it was relationships. It was like having five girlfriends and who you really loved, but also you really didn't love at certain times, <laughs> you know, you love more than others at certain times. Um, and so I just remember, you know, it's like when one person would want to leave or quit because things weren't happy, it, I would be the person that's like, well, how can I make it better? How can I make it happy? You know, uh, yeah. but it's that's not really how you fix things. Is I mean, it is in a way you have to want to, but it was more so like just everyone was on a, such a different page of how they wanted the music and the songs and all that jazz. And so uh, being at work, I did actually have a really supportive team at a restaurant I worked at that was like, you know, you're so creative and you, you know, you could cut hair, you could teach music, like you could still be a musician. So I really had people behind me um, when I was still making better decisions, but still, you know, not fully making the transformation of like the changes, you know, still going out and still making some bad decisions. So uh, I think physical injuries from working out, that was the other thing I love to do. So I think personal training was one thing that was like, ah, I love to work out and you know, you could do that and that way you would learn yourself and then you could help people learn. So I think that was right. a- And stay in shape at the same time. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very, um, <laughs> I think there's something about that too. There's something, uh, I don't want to say narcissistic, but there's something that's ingrained for me to where it's like, you, your body look good, you know, look healthy. And now that's what I'm trying to say myself rather than look good. It's just, hey, just be healthy. Just mm -hmm. keep your body healthy and it will be present for you. So. Okay, that makes me want to ask a side question here. Yeah, you're please. Because um, I know women are like, but we forget, or because I just forget that like are completely inundated with body image things from like the time that you're young. And even I've never had a personal eating disorder, but I've had disordered eating at mm. times for sure. Okay. And the way I look at things for myself, not at other people, but myself. And I wonder too, like for men, like, you know, because I know what they show in girls, like at the, you know, you just look like you look, you know, the bikini, but what do they do? I assume it's got to do the same thing for men too. You know, not everybody ha looks like whatever models are on either side. Right. Like physically impossible for a million reasons. Right. And I think in, I'm, in my case, I was always the small, just short, skinny, like really skinny type of guy. So, um, 
I think for me, yeah, it's always been that I need to prove something like underdog type of feel. Um, I've, and was it more, do you think, like, did you feel that external pressure or were some of it real or was it a lot yourself, you know? You know, I felt it, which now that I think about it, it was people make fun of people because of their own insecurities. So sure. I noticed that that big kid yeah. was probably a chunky kid and yeah. got made fun of by someone else. So that's why he would, you know, pat my head and make me feel like a small guy or something yeah. like that type of thing. So, you know, but in the moment, you don't think that you're just like, there's this big, powerful kid yeah. and I'm not, you know, yeah. so, um, yeah, I think just from, I was always friendly though. And I always had this just, and I'm an empath empath so it's like even when that kid would make fun of me if I would later see that kid cry I would like be sad for that kid you yeah. know so it's like I would always make friends because you know of course I got in fights and I would get mad because it d doesn't feel good but I would I would always more so just be like let's just be friends stop picking on me type of thing you know Okay, and that's another thing that I've heard this from other guys. Is fighting, like, a thing, like, from high school and stuff? Do a lot of guys just get in fights? Like, is that how it goes down? I think it depends on household, honestly. Uh -huh. I've read a lot of... Because um, I had a I'm, friend of mine, they're like, yeah, everybody's always fighting. I'm like, really? Like... I think, I, I guess it does just depend on households. I, I hear a lot about that from, I only have one sister and I mean, we fought, but we didn't like. No, but I mean like brawl other yeah. people in high school and stuff too. Like not necessarily like in your family, but just like, do people get in brawls a lot? Like just figuring stuff out? Uh, again, I think, uh, okay, I think it's two things maybe. And again, I, I don't have any school training, but this is just me jazzing um i think it's one of two things i think it's family household and it's it's either you have those dominant parents that are be tough or be prey type of thing so they learn up they grow up kind of that's again that's just that's just ingrained in them you yeah. know you didn't do it right so they get slapped in the face or behind the head or something so when they're working with someone in school and they don't do it right yeah then that's their way of being like hey what you messed up or or you know again just fearful being scared and being that power over powerful thing because we can sense energy you know what i mean and whether or not it's like a physical sense of oh i'm bigger than this kid so i'm gonna bully him because that's how i grew up and that makes me feel yeah, you know proud it thinks i it makes me feel like i can make my dad proud because i'm tough or my what whoever it is type of thing um, and the other thing I think it is, is just peer pressure, just peer pressure of, you know, b being a guy like me being like, no, let's just be friends type of thing. And then the other guy in the background being like, no, pussy fight. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. well, shit, I don't want to be, you know, that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, type of thing. So I, th I think it's those two things of being kind of pressured into it, um, by other kids or, or family. You know, because even my family has said that. My sister, I think, it's like, well, as long as you don't lose, it's fine. Uh, and it's like, that's like the worst thing you can say to yeah. somebody. So, uh -huh. so what, I can't come home if I, <laughs> if I lose, you know? So it's, um, yeah, I think, I think it's just, I think it's overload of feelings that they can't express maybe to their families because they've been taught like, no, tough it out or yeah. walk it off. But I think, I think that's, like our parents generation you know i don't yeah. think that's my my how know. old are you 
35. Okay. I, I never know how old people are. Yeah. I always feel like I'm younger. And so <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anyone I'm with, I'm always like, yeah, our, is it our generation? I don't know. I'm just, because we're talking and- I'll be your generation. We're on the same page. So it makes it easy to think that we were in the same generation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So well, then we'll dive back up to this. So like everybody's got like, you know, coping skills that you learn or don't learn depending on, because nobody gets to pick their parents, so you get what you get. But then now we're all thrown into, like, everybody collectively this. So we're just going to squeak on by to the COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, so what did you think, like, at the very beginning, um, you know, when this first started happening, you know, when we call it, like, early March, we start hearing this stuff, and it's a little bit like maybe, maybe. It's like, what, take me through your beginning thought process of that, like, Man, well, first off, you're listening or watching. I'm very, very optimistic, and I trust very, very much within myself. Yeah. Um, that doesn't say that I don't listen to things or watch things, but I try not to be engulfed by it. So I, I don't know. I was just trying to – maybe it was a little bit of avoidance, but maybe it was more so just like, no, this is – just being blown out of proportion. I, I think just like kind of like a few different people would say like, oh, this is blown out of proportion. We'll be fine type of thing. And then it started to really set in, you know, about like, well, no, this many people are sick and it's coming and like we have to lock down and all this stuff. So I don't know. There's a mixture of like good and, and bad days that I kind of had in between there because I never – my family has always been so dramatic with things, you know? And so this is something I've been thinking about lately is that I've always been sometimes confused with how to act. Um, there was one point where, not to get too off topic, but there's one point where like, you know, something happened. I don't remember what it was, but something happened and like, I thought it was like a big thing and like people were talking about it. And then like I got into the, picked up from school and my mom was bitching because like they interrupted her soaps. Yeah. So I guess I was like, oh, I guess it's not a big thing. And then again, just confused and just being a dumb teenager, like 9-11 happened. Yeah. And so um, I was in high school, a sophomore, and me and my friend got picked up by my mom. And so like getting in the car, you know, again, dumb teenager, I'm like, watch this, Derek. My mom's going to be pissed because her soaps got, you know, interrupted yeah. thinking it was like last time. Yeah. And so I said that to her and she got so mad to tears to where she was like, I can't believe you would joke about that. It's New York. And that's, you know, and so like oh, yeah. she made me feel really bad. But again, it's like, well, if you didn't like freak out, though, over everything, then I wouldn't. I would know better how to. But also that was probably just me yeah. being a dumb well, and also when you're like teenager. a teenager, like, you know. Yeah. So I just. I just think learning how to act, like learning how to react in a way that's, you know, you can be uh, bubbling up inside, but but not letting the people you care about see you sweat is a, like a big growing and learning process, you know, because again, uh, there were some things, I, di I didn't know which situation were big or small and yeah. what, how to react big or small in situations sometimes, like if somebody dies, like... I don't really get hit. That was the main point of why I came here is like, I don't get hit right away to where it's just like, oh my God, like tears and all this stuff. Like yeah. it takes me a, a minute to like go through stuff and kind of like figure stuff out and ask that question of like, is there something wrong with me? Because I'm not reacting right now with emotions, even though I'm feeling this. Yeah. So throughout it, you know, I had my 
breakthrough breakthroughs and breakdowns of when I would chat with people and I would have those moments then like I guess by myself or in certain times maybe talking to a friend on text about like well yeah wait a minute you know the things that I really do love I guess started to really speak to me internally and it's like hey you're not going to see these people you're not going to get to go to these places and like so with that then I started to get a little bit of like the anxiety and sadness and stuff like that um by just having a community to you know right right off the bat uh uptown yoga was not to say take this away from any other studios because every studio has been amazing even the ones that I don't teach at um or have taught at and don't teach at anymore but uptown jumped right on it and i right before the lockdown we recorded a bunch of content so that's how we got through there and then like a week later v12 and dallas yoga center was setting up ig and like zoom and then breathe was doing the online content and stuff like that i was doing stuff for refuge on ig so it's like it's like <laughs> we took like a step back but then everyone really started to rise up for um themselves or their business or their communities or what whatever they needed to do yeah and that's in that up and down stuff like i think everybody's doing that because uncertainty that's what it does to the brain is you're like mm. yeah and yeah. i've had very many like good and then like Wah! and then not getting ready and then okay and i got kids to like reel it in together too and i don't know if i'm like you too and i mean I'm a therapist, but I don't know this stuff, but <laughs> of the, um, like when you say like, what's the avoidance and whatnot, because I am also too, like a very optimistic person. I was in New York, September 11th wow. and the whole time, I mean, every, like, I'm not saying I've been in tons of tragedies, but like very many, like super close calls. I'm always like, things are fine. Yeah. Like we are going to be fine. Like yeah. my mind just has to go there. Me too. And I can't change it. I mean, like, like bad things are happening. I'm like, we're falling off a cliff, but we're going to be totally fine. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be totally fine when yeah. we land. We're still breathing. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Me too. But then I see the, like, um, but then when I start seeing more stuff, and I don't watch the news, like, by conscious choice. You know, I would rather read Me something. Either, yeah. Or I feel like if, if it's shit's on fire, like, somebody's going to tell me, you yeah. know. And not to be ignorant, but just there's, like, you can find conflicting information every freaking second yeah. so why not i don't know if this is a question but why not just you know keep in mind what's happening but still read what you enjoy and do what you love to do and i've had i've found a new passion within my drum playing because again i didn't have time to do this before blah 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 but no it's initially like a process like i had to literally sit at home go through my ups and downs do my practice talk shit about my practice because it wasn't good enough <laughs> uh, but no and then keep going and then just getting into it and i i don't i don't know how to explain it i guess i've just i've stopped trying to be something or like make something and i'm just really trying to learn and like grow as if it's like okay 
the most, the hardest thing for me right now is patience. And I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people. I have patience in my, I have patience in a lot of aspects of my life, uh -huh. but drumming is not one of them. I, I want to sit down and I want to be fucking awesome. And I want to just have the shit down already. <laughs> and that's just not true. I need more work. I need more patience in singing stuff as I play it. I need more patience in just learning my techniques and learning dynamics. And I know what I need to learn, but I need the patience and time to do it. And now I have that. And when stuff gets better, which I know it will, mm -hmm. um, then I want to make, I want to keep that time and I want to keep making time for more stuff that makes me happy. So it's, it's been a weird time, but it's been such a time for me to like, not want to do anything, but also be like, what's stopping me from doing everything? Like going back to school and, and being a professional musician and being a, yeah. you know, a top-notch teacher, which I think I'm all of those, but I... It is that circle. And I think, and somebody wrote a thing too, like collectively everybody, they're like, why is everybody finding it so hard to do like just normal stuff or that? <clears throat> it's that uncertainty that puts our brain in this yeah. like little stuff. But I don't know if you find this where I like find a little flow for a second and be like, yeah, and then... Right. And we have to just be with ourselves that whole time and just like, it's okay. I don't feel like doing this today because I think that's part of the process. You know, yeah, there'll be times where maybe, you know, you, you say that and then maybe you should just get on your mat a little bit and do a little bit of work or just get behind whatever it is. I, I'm just saying me personally, but get behind your drums. And yeah, so what have you, yeah, what have you done to kind of make this... Um, you know, make it, make it better for you in times when you're just like, Hmm, how do you kind of keep yourself with a little bit of that? Like cool. the sanity. Yeah. Within, within the first week, um, my Ashtanga practice, it, it was hard cause I wasn't getting on zoom. And if you don't practice Ashtanga, it's just a set series and, um, you, you have the postures and it's, it's intense, you know, to say the least. Um, and so that would weigh heavy on me both, Oh, I got to get through this hard ass practice and then not doing it, then that would weigh heavy on me. Like, fuck, I didn't do that today. And that's like my practice. And then that means something to me type of thing. So of course, there's always going to be the two voices back and forth, but, um, you really can see what you truly love when you don't want to do something and then you start to do it. And then it starts to really be like, why the fuck didn't I feel this? Like when I started, like, I love this, you know, and it's the same thing. I have just a love for talking and having these kind of conversations that are meaningful and mindful and that can help people. Um, cause I don't feel like I'm having a few of them or a lot of them lately. No. <laughs> so this will do it too. This will do it too. Okay. So yes, we'll see on it. Yeah. And you know, as funny as it sounds, I think, um, I think those intuitive things that I need to work on, like whether it's handstand practice or, you know, my ankles are not the best. So I know ankle mobility for me, I spent a good week on just doing different stuff each day. And I felt different things in my knees and different isn't bad, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I did start to freak out because I was like, I don't know, this doesn't, this feels weird. Yeah. Not so much painful, but not good. Mm -hmm. Um, and ever since then, I think I've had new strength and just more mobility, like within my playing, because you use a lot of feet and ankle oh, stuff. Yeah, right? And within the Ashtanga practice, there's a lot of stuff that you have to really be grounded in. And when there's something lacking, a muscle, like a physical deficiency or muscles, something, 
um, it's, it makes things really hard. But when everything is working and strengthening together, it makes things really fucking easy, you know, so to speak. It's not easy, but it makes everything easier in a sense that, like, everything's working. I'm not, like, busting, you know, something out too much on one side or use overusing something. And it's just, it's, I don't know. So I've been using my time to explore and discover as well as sleep and mm -hmm. be sad. So... I think just like anything, there's a balance and, and always just kind of having that mindset of like, all right, what'd you do today? Take it easy. How do you feel? Even if you do have done a lot, I can maybe do some stuff or, you know, because you can learn and grow all different ways about reading, about stuff that you want to know about and, and things like that. So, yeah. So what do you think of like all the stuff that's now changed? Because everything's gone like a lot of just online stuff. What things do you think we should like keep from this or what would be good to keep, you know? And then what things do you think like, or, or even that you've noticed, like, I mean, I know we're not all hanging out, but if you've just noticed around people, like what things have you noticed that you're like, well, that's really good. Or even just globally in general, what has the COVID brought to your eyes? I, man, you know what I, I definitely think we should keep is just people driving around neighborhoods with signs, honking and cheering just for no reason. Why? Because we're happy and because we can and it's sunny out and, you know, maybe I'm just crazy, but I do love that. And I know they're doing that because we can't be all together, but mm -hmm. I think that's super cool. Um, you can still go to hospitals and do that. Even if you don't know anyone in the hospital, you can do that when it's okay to go outside and have a sign saying, get well, you know, I might do that myself. Mm -hmm. It sounds cool. Um, as far as the online stuff, teaching wise, I think maybe for a little while it'll be half and half. Like we can get back into the studio and people who want to come will come and people who want to stay home will can still do the Zoom class live. Mm -hmm. So it'll still be a little different teaching. Um, but I think after a while, all the computer stuff will probably go away just because I don't know. I mean, I don't. The, the content will still be there, but I think the people wanting to get online and stay in their house to practice is going to go away once. Hopefully, you know, everything is pretty pretty clear outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to think about that a little more, and I'll come yeah, back. Think I, about Come this. back with you. So now, I guess what I wanted to ask you is, this computer just loves to go off, loves to go off, loves to go off. So. Um, what would you say if you could go back to your 10-year-old self and say, like, here's a tip or three? <laughs> <laughs> My 10-year-old self, um, to trust more, like myself and, I guess, other people, because I think that went out the window shortly after, you know. And I think as a kid, especially, you know, you get you feel like you get burned once or twice and then it's like there comes a time to where then it, you just kind of shut that part off of like forgiveness i guess or uh, a little jaded yeah 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 where you think every situation is going to turn out like that one situation type of thing so um to keep an open mind to be strong because we definitely grew to be strong so yeah 10 year old self was cool mm. <laughs> um to be strong, to trust more, and to just listen to yourself. Because I think 
I think especially as kids, we have the answers, but we listen to every other thing going on outside from teachers to parents to kids. Because for some reason, for me, I thought other people knew more than I did. I don't know why we think that. Well, you're a kid and you just do. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, yeah. Authority figures like everybody goes up, mom and dad, they knew it all. Yeah. So I think uh, just listening, listen to yourself more and make your own decisions. Okay, and then before I seg into this, the next one that I want to ask you, um, but that just reminded me as I was reading this book, it was like uh, Alan Carr, it's like the easy way to quit different things. It was one, a smartphone dumb phone that was really good. But then he said something, and I'm like, oh my God, this makes total sense. They're like, do you know? Like, so if you think about since you were a baby, other people's thoughts, ideas, and everything have been put in your head. So your religion, usually geographically, where you were born, that helps dictate it, your parents, your Given your food, so you're taught what to eat, how to eat for the longest time. We're telling you what to think, how to think. In school, you're taught, you're always being taught something else. And then but those people are learning it from other people, just like, you know, cigarettes were advertised and cool. Now we definitely know that they kill you and they're bad. Yeah, yeah. But what people are taught and shown are almost always other people's ideas gained from other people. Yeah. And to then go back to trust yourself but then also like i mean there's you know critical thinking when people are like you know smart and educated you know all these different ways like okay also believe those people too you know yeah. if they're credible yeah mm -hmm. interesting little mind it is squirrel it's, right there it's because uh, it is and and my family my hometown's new york and my whole family's from there so it's they still have that mindset of you know, we tough, we don't take shit. New Yorkers don't take shit. And I'm like, mom, I was just there. They love everyone. Like they're <laughs> super nice. They, they're not, they don't have attitudes. Your attitude is not because you're from New York. And um, I think it's so fun. I've, I heard Dr. Wayne Dyer talk about that. And I was like, that's my fucking family. Like uh -huh. how has he talked, he talked about this how many years ago? And I'm just listening to this and it's exactly right because you think that you're from a certain place that you have to just be that or, you know, acknowledge that. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's just what they've Until been taught. Until you question it and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. We're Italians. We're proud. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, I'm taught to be a proud Italian. And if you don't break out of that box, if you don't see what it's like to be a proud Australian or <laughs> proud, you know, something or other, then you get to see all these different cultures and, you know, that's one thing that just makes it tough is is blame i think right now in the world is well if this person wouldn't have done this and if this wouldn't have started here again depending on the news place that you're listening to it's going to have a different start so yeah. you don't even really know where it started and I, I'm it's not, not solution focused when that's you're what i'm saying blame, that, yeah. that's all i'm saying like whatever again i'm not going to argue with you if you're if you're like it started here okay it started there mm -hmm. but when will it end where's it going to end and again you're so busy fixated on this and that and that's just not my mindset and doesn't like to be around those types of mindset yeah so. and I, I get that way too people just get in this like circle of circle and it's not problem solving yeah. i mean not that you can't like bitch for a second just to like please get it out that's very healthy know? to do that yeah. but um but when you stay stuck in the bitch yeah i, mm -hmm. I see it in a lot of people that I care for just in certain part of their lives, not even it was just with the COVID stuff. It's, mm -hmm. 
you know, and it's just when you're aware to it and you acknowledge it and you're like, and you have your own thought process and you have your own beliefs, it's just the stupidest, silliest shit to hear that you're just like, well, no, if this motherfucker would have done this and then this wouldn't have happened. It's like, what? Yeah. Okay. You know, like if you're going through something, something terrible, like, yeah, if that person wouldn't drank and then drove that car, I completely understand. Sure, there sure, are, sure. again, stuff that we talked about. It's that, for real. That is for real. Yeah. But, you know, again. But to argue and, over like yeah, politics again, all day Yeah, long, politics you know? and blaming China or blaming this person or that person. It's just, you know, again, just stop and, and remember that we're all going through this and that we all, you know, need a little bit more love and that you blaming someone is just not really doing anything to the person you're blaming because they don't know about that it's really just taking the love out of yourself yeah and that's just what i believe so that's for real yeah too. and hey i blame the shit out of people all the time so i'm not sitting up here high and mighty it's just the more that i get to say it and get to talk about it the more that i get to live that and not be like well no if you would have done a better job then this shit wouldn't have happened type of thing because that just puts people in such a great, uh, uh, not a great mindset and, you know, especially with kids and older people telling kids that, so, mm, that's you know, for sure. and not even telling kids that, but showing that part of them, yeah, well, it's these assholes, and then a kid is just sitting there, like, kind of looking up, figuring it out, who's an asshole, what happened, and, and then it's, you know, then they start putting their own stuff together, and then it's, like, just a mini, that person, you know, which... I don't know. Sometimes not good. Don't, don't want to double it. Sometimes up. not good. Sometimes not so good. So, but we all have the ability to change. Again, yeah. I'm. I mean, that's the best you can do is just learn and grow. Because everybody, we we're talking before on this book I read, Insight um, on Self Awareness by Tasha Yurik. Super good. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, yeah, it talks about all the different people there. But you know, when you just like everybody's got a blind spot, like me too, it's probably some shit I'm doing that somebody else is 100% yeah <laughs> and then when I find out I'll be in denial first <laughs> and then I'll maybe see it and then hopefully I will change it if it's not good you know yes yeah 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 exactly I love how there's always that little bit of you know scaredness I guess at first to where it's just like that person you really care about sees you and they're just like well you know can I tell you what I see and mm -hmm. then you're just like how dare you? Yeah. Hey, fuck off. Yeah. Wait, really? <laughs> How dare you? But yeah, please tell me. <laughs> and then you got to think about it for a second. And maybe you, maybe you do get a little mad. But initially it's like, just come to terms. Just come to terms. Like, yeah. fuck, I do do that. Okay. Okay. I do do that. Let me just get to changing it. Let me just try to be better about it type of thing. Yeah, and I wonder, like, when I mean, I do that too. Like, everybody, nobody likes hearing bad news about themselves. Like, yeah. nobody does. What keeps people in that is, like, maybe, like, a little bit of shame underneath or something. Yeah. Like, oh, man. And then once you get through that, like, most people, I would say, like, because everybody's going to do something to mess up, but most people really care that you acknowledge it, apologize for it, and change behavior. Right. And then we're all cool because shit's just going to happen. Yeah. You know, you're exactly right. And then, but it's when it gets into that denial that people are like, no, no, no. And then everybody's like, you're just like not even fixing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, um, I don't talk to walls, so I won't talk to people who won't break their walls down. You know what I mean? Like I will to try that's, and that's help. A good, that's super good advice. Yeah, I will. I will try to help. But if you literally are just telling me like, no, this is my wall. Like there will, won't be anything that can help then. 
good luck with that. Yeah, why do you, then I, okay, well, I'm going to go help someone who's willing to, you know, and, and it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to stare at themselves. You know, I know the, like ego works both ways and there, there is a part, you know, that, that people like to feel, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I messed up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I, I accept that, but like, just know that you did this and like, try to make a change. And then for whatever reason, they continue to do that because they know that like the sympathy is going to but then, then that's just you know something else. So and it's, then that's not really sorry. Sorry has changed all. behavior it's the ego. always. Yeah. yeah, it's just oh, I'm just gonna manipulate this person and say that. But so um, yeah, I don't know. Those times where I've been truly sorry in my life have definitely like whether it's to myself or just to people that I've done wrong to, which we all have, you know. And yeah, it's really like it's it's hard but if you just talk about it and and acknowledge in meditation or in practice or in a support group of you know that you did wrong shit like that really just makes the road to get better a little bit easier because again just like right there it's like okay i know i did this it sucks i fucked up let's just get let's just get it on let's let me get on to not not to like to throw it away and say okay let me just get this over with no it's like let me move on and let me try to heal and try to like fix this because time heals as well but let me start to do my own work to not be in this shitty position where i feel these shitty emotions again yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, now this next question, I think I stole it from Tim Ferriss, or I listened to it on his podcast, <laughs> or somebody else, but I'm going to ask you, is like, what if you had your, uh, if you had your, your 50-year-old self tell you something, what do you think? Man, my 50-year-old self. To not waste time. And to not waste time as in, if you need to rest, it's your time to rest. And, you know, if you need to be doing something and learning something then just don't waste your time type of thing so um we're all adults so we we have i think a pretty good scale of what we should be doing and and i don't like to say that what we should be doing but it's like um what we love to do that's how i like to say it you know there's don't waste your time on what you love to do because when you are 50 i hope i still have everything that works you know, correctly and, and, in, and in a great way, but you never know what time brings you. So don't waste any of your talent or your time or, um, you know, and just be kind because the feelings of being kindness mean so much to me and the feelings of being like a shitty person and, and not doing good weigh heavy on me. And it's probably still stuff that I'm trying to let go of in my own practice. So yeah, be kind and keep moving. <laughs> that's a good one too. And then also that's too, like, as we've all had our shitty moments and I've got a collection of them, especially from when I was younger, it's kind of a little mean kid. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I'm really sorry. I promise. I'm not just faking now. I mean it. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and, that's the, and that's the thing is sometimes I think people get held down to, um, there's a book called Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. It's super freaking good. It's, it's uh, years old now, but, um, but he says one thing in there that I, that I really held on to, and I used to tell my clients this too, is nobody is ever the worst thing they've ever done. Wow. 
And I think that sometimes people, or at least my, myself, like, and you don't know until you dig deep. Because I think until you do a little bit of self-work, like I was just flying by, blind and like, oh, well, that was a bump. I don't know why that happened. You know, <laughs> yeah. drink more. And yeah. then you're like, whoa, <laughs> who's driving? But, um, but you aren't. Like even if you did something, so I would have in my head, you know, you got to be a good little boy or a good little girl when you do bad, you know, probably have a lot of stuff wrapped up. And they're like, I'm not good because I did these things, or I'm yeah. a bad person. Yeah. But you're not a, I mean, some people may be bad people, but most people, like we've all done bad things, but you're not a bad person based on a couple things in your life if you've actively tried to make better. You know what I mean? Or even maybe you didn't know then, like I can't go apologize to this chick from for my fifth grade thing, and I was in the fifth grade too, not saying that that's a whole excuse, but it is 11 years old, you know? Right. Um, but to just consciously do better. Yeah, consciously do better. And um, I think for me, there's moments that come up, whether it's, um, you know, like those guilty times or those happy times. And I just try to sit with the emotion and I, I ask, I'm like, why does this come up as opposed to, you know, why am I thinking about this shit? And then just going back to what you're doing, you know, be kind of, it always starts with you. So just, you know, be kind with yourself. These things are coming up because there's something that you should know or hear about or deal with. And, um, you know, again, it could be anything from the one that's coming up in my head right now is, is calling a, a poor girl in seventh grade fat. And I remember I, I would, you know, that would be our thing. And then I would lie about it when she would tell on me. And, you know, it's like, why, why do we do that? And, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because we see movies and that happens or, you know, if, or if again, like we're all human and we're guilty of it. We're all guilty of, of doing that at some point in and our life. And somebody's life. making you feel bad and you're like, I got to pass that down and make somebody else feel bad. Yeah, too. exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's even worse. I think that's, I think that's where the bad, the bad people get created is when it's actually meaningful to do that where their parents are doing that on purpose and then yeah because there are people that are calculatedly mean <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i saw unfortunately <laughs> i know i saw yeah i don't even want to get into it but yeah, yeah. just avoid those people you know what i mean yeah ex smell the danger yeah turn left or right away from them <laughs> yeah a good way is to turn the news off or get off a of facebook because that's what i just i was about to share i think somebody you know i see this all the time where people comment and they they truly want to help like the initial post is something kind of on the edge of like you know like energetically it's like i could feel it already and it's like well that's just like a harsh post and then i could see the other like people commenting like oh well you know, what is, what is this you're talking about? I'd like to help. And then the person who wrote the initial text is just like, well, if I can't help you, you're stupid. So, so, and so, and it's just like, these people are trying to help you and you're going off and like now yeah. talking shit. So, uh, I don't like to look at that or be on there anyway, because it is just like a big throw up of look at my shit. I'm fucking pissed or this is what I'm doing. Cool. You know, and whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, that's just, yeah. So again, it's like, if you're on there, why are you on there if you're not going to support people? Okay, we got to wrap up now. So yeah. where can everybody find you oh, man. everywhere else? Um, well, as much as I hate it, you can find me on Facebook. I'm never really on there, though. So um, you can find me on Instagram, Sean underscore Yogi Beers. Um, I'm working on a website and YouTube channel and all that good stuff right now. And you can find me at Uptown Yoga. 
Um, I have content online. You can find me at Breathe Mind and Body online. I have lots of content, meditations, uh, sound meditations as well. Um, Dallas Yoga Center, Zoom classes. You can pay for packages there and V12 IG Live. So hopefully we'll be back in studio soon. And um, any questions, let me know. Love you guys. Cool. And I will put all your links to whatever you get in the show notes. And just, I'm so excited to see people. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> and for all of you listening, you know that there is always another way.